Blog Talk Radio. Father calls a son. He does not leave him full of the world, of his own desires and instincts of the flesh. The father calls his son to his side, and then angels are dispatched to bring him his son. These angels know the condition the son must be in to present himself before the father. He cannot come full of himself with all of his worldly desires, his ego, lest he feel the pain of his sin and flee before even hearing his father's voice, like Adam hiding from his shame. Like fine gold is refined by fire, the son is confronted by the devil face to face, just as Job faced Satan at the will of God. As Christ was tempted for 40 days prior to returning to start his ministry, Christ faced the evil one who brought the heat of the furnace to purify his heart, soul, and his mind of this world. Every calling in the Word of God for the Son of Man is the same, but manifests in different ways, but always has the same outcome. The Son of Man is finally purified, refined like fine gold, knowing his own sin and grasping the law of God so deeply that he can finally confess his unworthy stature and repent fully, completely, with a fully humble and contrite heart. Then and only then can the Son approach the throne of His Father. And even so, He still crawls. The fact that you are here listening to this show demonstrates that you are heeding the call. For many are called, and few are chosen. Those that are chosen have to actually respond to that call. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio and Global Witness. Uh, just to make sure that uh, everybody can hear me okay, just give me a shout-out in the chat room, if you would. And uh, Come on, chat room, heat it up. <laughs> so wanted to make sure that uh, this – I had some technical issues uh, that um, that had come up, so I wanted to make sure that – me using a, a different microphone and a different service to call into my own show, then that um, it still works. Good. Glad you can hear me. So, uh, everybody, again, thank you for coming to the show. I really appreciate it. And I think that this very uh, time for you to, to listen to because I'm going to be bringing on John uh, from Best Am Podcast. And most of you don't know the story. If most of you don't know the story, then uh, then we will uh, we'll definitely uh, bring you up to speed on it. But uh, John and I had uh, done some shows in the past together uh, when I first started, and um, uh, it was uh, some terrific shows, no question about it. But I think it's probably going to be best for me to uh, bring John onto the show and introduce you to him. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, how's it going, Derek? 
going really good. So um, I wanted to make sure that everybody understood. So everyone, the, the purpose of all of various attacks in different ways and coming to this truth, there are incredible attacks. It was promised in Scripture. He promised that you would be blind, that people would come after you and wonder. You have to, you know, I, I would wonder and go, why, you know, why is it so beautiful? This is so peaceful. I don't understand why you would be attacked. You know, though, that was always one of the things that, um, you know, throughout my entire life reading the reading the Bible, um, I, uh, I I couldn't understand that. Getting to hear me? Everybody hear me okay? You're hearing a bus horn, somebody says. I'm hearing some, uh, some weird sound there. Are you hearing something weird too? Yeah, are you hearing that? No, I don't hear any of it. I hear everything's perfect for me. Start out now, it stopped. High pitch sounds, huh? Yeah, it was. Horn, high pitch. Okay, so, so it's all gone now? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Let me uh, let me see if this helps out. How about now? Everybody hear me better? I'll let the chat room. I'll let the chat room sound out. Okay, it's gone now. It's yeah. back. <laughs> Are you? I don't know how to how to solve this since I can't hear it, and there is it's. It's deadly silent in here to me right now. So, so if everybody hears me, everybody hear me better. Chat room, you're my only connection with the outside world right now. Chat room. So, <laughs> are you on a speaker? No, I am not. Okay, everybody can hear me. Hear me okay now. Better. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll give this a shot. If I have to uh, swap up the hearing find the bus le- hearing find the bus left, maybe I can uh, I can put in another out if necessary. So uh, I'm going to proceed as though the sound is better, folks. <laughs> so um, what I wanted to say is that uh, you know it's no surprise because when I first started the show. Uh, for whatever reason, it wasn't allowing me to use my traditional Skype entry into the show. Skype kept hanging up on the call, and uh, so it's not a surprise that uh, that there's some issues uh, going with this. Every time I every time I seem to solve a technological issue, there's another one that pops up. And uh, <clears throat> and it's amazing that people uh, text me while I'm doing the show. <clears throat> so um, and ask me about this. So like I can. Uh, spend some time reading them. So I wanted to uh, first bring you up to speed on things, because as I was saying earlier, that when I began to first read scripture and Christ was saying that when you speak the things that he's speaking, that you would be maligned and hated and that people would, you know, that those, those people would seek to kill you and believe they're doing the works of God. And that never, ever made sense because I thought, how could anybody be angry at this this message. I, it just didn't make any sense to me, and it never did. It was one of those things that always was the you know was a thorn uh, to me that I, I couldn't quite understand what that meant. And then I would watch other places in the world 
and you know Christians that they would tell you that Christians were being persecuted. But then I began traveling all over the world, and there was no such persecution at all. So it there was there was something fishy to me in that. I didn't quite understand that. And then as I um, began to receive the revelations that were just so profound that altered everything about what I believed and understood about the word and then started speaking these truths, well, then I all of a sudden understood that they would malign you. And that's how you knew were in the truth, because as you were speaking the exact same things that he would say, you can literally use the exact words that Christ used and they will hate you for them. Those people that say that they believe in Christ. And um, and that they believe what he said. And so with that said, that when I began speaking these truths, I was talking with John. And, you know, the, the thing is, is, and John, you can you can uh, you can testify to this, is that when you first hear the truth, it's a beautiful thing. It's just like the scripture says that the scroll that you eat, which is the truth that you eat, tastes like honey. And then in your stomach, it turns bitter because then you begin to realize that it destroys previous things that you thought that were foundations of the way that you lived. And those foundations weren't solid. They were, they were false foundations. And so when we started having these conversations, I, um, you know, I even had, uh, uh, I even had a few conversations with you about it said, Hey, you know, attacks are going to come. Once you start speaking this, the attacks are going to come and you think that you know what they're going to look like. You think they know what, you know, what they're going to feel like. You think, you know, from what direction they'll come. You think they're kind of, oh, well, they're spiritual um, or somebody will be mad at me and they'll turn and walk on my door or something like that. You, you think you know what it's going what, what to look like. But as you and I've discussed, John, is that the enemy is far deeper into this system and into people's minds than anybody knows. It is the enemy oh, is part of your DNA. He is in your mind. So if you would, John, it just kind of explain, if you could, start from the top. Tell everybody, you know, how we met what happened with the shows and, and give that whole scenario so people can get a grasp, a true grasp on where you're coming from. Cause we have a lot of new people here. Okay. Um, well, uh, mo like most people, uh, when I seen, you know, the global witness, uh, Derek actually arise on YouTube was, I felt magnetically drawn, you know, in uh, all that, man, it, it resonated, uh, deeply, uh, and, I wanted to reach him. Um, as a lot of you guys know, my my show um, it is in you know revealing truth and things of that nature. I thought, man, this is anything I have seen. You know, he's part of uh, he has movies. He has been in a single wall of life that is on the inside uh, that you could possibly be in. So you know. And I got the inside baseball. I seen his video that he actually presented the challenge uh, to bring me to the age. So I looked at him was the here I am. Come on my show, hey, John. Um, yeah. John, just really quick, your um, I don't know whether uh, just everybody in the chat room. I just want to make sure that everybody hears you properly, and you're getting you're breaking up really bad to me. Can everybody hear John, or is it just me so I know? Chat room? Great connections here right now. Everything's showing 
uh, high bandwidth, echoing and breaking up. Yeah, so John, you are echoing and breaking up. So there's, uh, you're getting latency on your end. Okay, let me see if I can fix that here. Yeah, just I, what I would do is just lower your lower your volume because it it tends to try to uh, process your volume when you do uh, uh, voice over IP. So if you lower your input, okay. Two seconds here. Is that uh is that better? Uh, so far, yeah. It was when you were talking is that it, that it started to to break up on us. All right. Tell me if that's is that any better now? Sounds better to me on my end. <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead and continue, and I'll I'll let you know how it goes. I apologize that everybody that uh, we're having these issues. That I can tell you right now, it's not on our end. It's uh no the gremlins. Maybe maybe somebody doesn't want this uh want this to be. I'm echoing as well. Very <laughs> odd. You know what? Very. Uh, I tried to announce you know, uh, doing this, uh, podcast with you. And I literally had to do the live stream three separate times because it was just cut and disconnected out of nowhere. <laughs> so very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems when we get together, we, we have, we have some problems. Somebody doesn't want us to talk. So, um, just Clearly. to kind of pick up. <laughs> Clearly, yes. Um, and to kind of pick up on what I was saying, um, I was, you know, incredibly drawn to uh, Derek's message. Uh, the things that he was saying, they had substance, basically unlike anything I was seeing, you know, out there as far as other people speaking. There's a lot of good channels, but nobody was really nailing it and truly not holding back as they was revealing these truths. So um, I invite him on my show. Um, and, you know, uh, we decided to, you know, do the, the live broadcasting and to have people do the question and answer. Well, as I, as I started to discover these things, as they were revealed, uh, to me, the first thing I felt, uh, was an instant freedom, you know, um, a freedom, unlike anything I had ever experienced in my lifetime up to that, I was very, um, I wouldn't say completely indoctrinated as far as, you know, religion goes, but there was still a lot of indoctrination in there that I wasn't aware of. Um, the freedom, though, was unexplainable. You know, I had this euphoric feeling, you know, um, learning these truths. But what happened with me was, you know, the deeper we went down the rabbit hole and you know, the more of my belief system that was uh, getting tore down and that was getting, you know, uh, shredded away from me, uh, you know, I started to somewhat fight against that subconsciously. I think a lot of people, you know, they do that. You know, you've got this, uh, this, this belief system, you know, this set of values, this set of beliefs that you have held, you know, as complete truth. And at least that was for me, you know, I was with all my study, with all of my research, uh, you know, and with doing my own show, especially, you know, I thought I had, um, I had uncovered all this, you know, and I thought that what I knew, uh, was, you know, the, uh, unalterable truth. Well, you know, after receiving this, uh, this great feeling, you know, this euphoric feeling, this, this very, um, deep feeling of peace and, uh, love and freedom, uh, then, you know, it turned uh, bitter in my stomach, so to speak. You know, it started to contradict with some of my beliefs. 
Um, and the father has a funny way, I think, of, you know, if you refuse to allow him to work on you, um, he'll do it for you. You know, uh, whether you're kicking and screaming the whole way, you know, the father will refine you. Um, you know, even if you're, if you're not in, even if you're not in agreement sometimes now, uh, what had happened to me though is as I started to fight against these truths, um, to me, uh, especially, you know, uh, Derek speaks about this a lot. The person that, you know, uh, basically the messenger, you know, they say, don't kill the messenger. Well, Derek was the messenger, he brought these truths, he revealed these things, and uh, we had worked together a lot. Well, you know, I don't know if it's ego. Actually, I do know it's ego. Your ego and the fact that you, you know, these are scary things, you know, first off. You know, it's scary to find out and to figure out that all you held dear, all you believed, all you, you know, loved, so to speak, and you basically lived by is false. You know, that's, uh, that's, that's very uh, traumatizing, you know, um, and uh to me, you know, it really, it really didn't sit right with me after, you know, I learned that I didn't have all the answers after I learned that, you know, maybe it wasn't the way that I saw it. And, um, you know, that's what led, uh, you know, this kind of, uh, change in me, my, the enemy, uh, really started to work on me, uh, especially, you know, um, this is something that was, you know, my ego within myself, uh, trying to reject these new truths that I had learned, uh, what I would try to do is to make what Derek had said fit with my own version. Um, and you speak a lot about that, Derek, on how, you know, you, know, you it's basically, you know, you got to take it all or, or none, you know, you can't make these fit together. Um, or yeah. And, and, yeah, and you can't, you, you can't, you can't force, you can't try to, you can't try to take a new truth and mold it into a previous truth that you have. And that's why I always say that if you empty your cup of the truth that you think that you have, and people go, well, I'm not going to abandon my truth. It's like I'm not telling you to abandon it because you can't alter the truth. The truth is just what it is. It's truth. So if you remove it and you accept these things as new and you consider them, if what you had previously was actually the truth, then it will return. It'll be confirmed. But if it's not, it will not. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I think a lot of people believe that they are emptying their cups. And I thought I was, you know. I felt like as if I had an open mind. I'm a very open-minded individual just in general. And uh, you feel, you hold on to these things because they're so deeply embedded in you. You know, you have been programmed and you have been um, – you know, manipulated and lied to your entire life. So uh, a lot of these things are deep. They are tied to your soul. They're tied to your being. So it's very hard for people to completely empty their, empty their cup um, because of how ingrained all these you know, uh, lies are into our society. So the first thing you want to do is kill the messenger. You know, the guy who's bringing you that truth, um, the guy who is you know, shaking your world, shaking your foundation, uh, that's the first person you need to destroy in order to restore order to yourself and restore order to your version of reality, which, whether it be false or not, it's what makes us comfortable. And, you know, that's 
that's honestly what I was seeking was that comfort of my own truth. Got it. I was seeking that comfort. Oh, yeah, I was seeking that comfort of my own truth. So, um, to to kind of elaborate, um, the enemy is very very clever. Um, you hear uh, I've spoken about it. Uh, Derek spoke speaks about it a lot on how words uh, are very powerful. Uh, they have an inverse meaning, and you think about the Luciferians and black magic and exactly how that works, okay? Um, you know, uh, I, I began to see people come out of the woodwork as, you know, the more I work with you, Derek, I, I seen people come out of the woodwork uh, trying to plant peace, so to speak, trying to discredit, so to speak. Um, the things that you were saying, they were working on my own insecurities. They were working on my own weaknesses, basically putting the cables in me to uh, lead me, you know, to, to charge me up to uh, want to attack even more. So um, I, I started to buy into these lies that I was being fed by the enemy. I started to, and that's one of the things that I noticed with a lot of the programming. Um, and a lot of the attacks that I was receiving and the people that were reaching out to me, every last one of them had one common denominator. And that was they were trying to discredit what Derek Rose was telling people. Um, to be honest, you know, Derek, what you're saying is very, very dangerous, you know, um, to the structure of society and to the power and their control that they have. Yeah, so John, you're you're saying that that we're coming out of the woodwork to you. We're trying to discredit me, and I've said mm-hmm. this time and time again that they don't try to discredit the what I'm saying. They try to discredit me, right? So this as a per- is, this is the world. That, yes, as a person, because if they can discredit me as a person, well, then all of the truth that I say will go away with it, and um. <laughs> And that that's 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 how this world that's exactly what they do in politics. You see how it works. So you see how the Luciferian regime functions. You can see this in politics, right? Forget about the things that the person's doing. Let's talk about the hookers he was with. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's exactly what they would do. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, you're 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 breaking up a little bit again. So as I'm talking, you can just maybe uh, try to turn turn your. But um, the 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 thing about it is box itself. We live in a world of boxes. Okay, that is programming, folks. Programming is a world of boxes. So that's when somebody asks, "Are you a Christian?" That's a big box. And they'll say, yes, I am. And then they'll say, well, what denomination? That's a smaller box within that big box. And then you have a box. Well, do you believe in speaking in tongues or something like that? To know you, they want to judge you, categorize you, because their program to understand programming. So, um, and I'm getting a feedback in the in the chat room that there's buzzing going on. But there's nothing worse than a than an awful when you got all of this stuff happening. I really apologize for it. There's nothing. Uh, 
I think the buzzing you may be hearing, if it's gone away, you might just be hearing the cicadas that are unbelievably noisy in the background. So, um, the, so what I was saying is that the programming that we have in our minds, uh, the, the most difficult thing for us to do, look, none of us want to be wrong for anything, right? We never want to be wrong. And um, so the last thing that we want to do is look at ourselves. We never want to look inside ourselves. We never want to look at ourselves in the mirror. We never want to see these things. So when somebody agrees that somebody, uh, sorry, I'm looking here and it says uh, not cicadas. So are you guys still hearing this buzzing? Because if you can't hear me, then it's, and we have to figure out something. I may have to restart the show. I um, it really looks ugly. My only connection. All right, John, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, and I can hear you fine. When you talk uh, in a string, it does break up a lot, and and I believe that uh, it's the same thing on the other end. They're all hearing I mean, buzzing right I, now. I hear it. I hear phone and everything, and I can still hear it buzzing when I'm not speaking. So you can hear a buzzing as well. Yeah, it's it's off and on, too. It's not the whole time. Like, um, I, I I have my mic muted. I've, uh, you know, cut down my audio, cut down anything. I have headphones and everything like that. I don't, I don't know where it's coming from, but even when I'm not speaking, I'm hearing it, uh, you know, coming through. Okay, folks, if you just give me just one second here, I'm going to adjust and alter microphone and headset. And uh, if I can figure this out and make this work better. Hold on one second. So, John, can you hear me? I don't hear the buzzing no more, Derek. Okay, so can you hear me fine, though? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, so everybody, do you hear me better? I've changed uh, changed the uh, entire microphone. I've Sounds better so far. Very, very good. All right. Well, before I upload this to YouTube, I'll have a lot of editing to do so we don't have all of these interferences. But um, good. So I've changed the microphone and I've changed the headset altogether. It just means I can't move more than one foot past this PC. So I'm going to be relegated to sitting here. Wonderful. So, um, so um, what we were talking about is the boxes that we put in everybody in and the programming. And so they, as you were saying, they're trying to uh, discredit me in order to, uh, for you to forget what I'm talking about. And many times, John, and I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've invited people to come onto this show, pastors that have written me, other people. I said, you know, if, if you think what I'm saying is wrong, well, then come on, bring your truth, bring your scripture, and we'll talk about it. Because, look, iron sharp yeah. is iron here. And what Absolutely. it really came down to was, and what it really came down to was that they really didn't have, I mean, they might speak a truth, they might have their own truth, but they're not comfortable in it. They're only comfortable in it in isolation, right? They're not comfortable 
having uh, having a discussion about it because just in the same way that you said that you didn't want to to hear uh, a new truth in some ways, they don't mm-hmm. want to hear anything different than what they have, right? And and the thing is, I don't have any problem because as a seeker of truth and as somebody that has been things that have been revealed during this process for me, John, that um, I had what I thought was a truth, and then. Yep a completely new truth. And then that truth that I thought that I had was wiped out and there was a new truth. And I realized that's when I realized when I tell you that there are multiple truths, right. To a single line, when it says, when it says in the Bible, God loves you, right. You can say, okay, God loves me, which God, well, both of them, (laughs) all of them, right. God, God that calls it Satan that calls himself God loves you like an addict loves a drug right (laughs) so or loves you like a burger that he's gonna eat right so it's think about the definitions of these things and think about how many different variations of a single truth that there actually are and absolutely absolutely and yeah and the whole point of the son of man the whole point of the son of man is reverting back to the beginning where you have removed everything that has been taught to you and you're now back at the core of your of who you are where you're established new 100% and you've relegated yourself back to what's core inside of you because the truth as i've always said is literally written within you you already have this truth it's been overwritten just like i've been saying in second corinthians 4:4 uh, 4, 4, where Paul tells you the truth and says the little G God has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. The people that think they believe are actually unbelievers. Their minds have been blinded by the little G God. So with that said, when these people came to you to discredit me, they, um, they had different tactics, didn't they? Right. So that you, in many ways, it was as though I was attacking you. You there, John? Sorry, I muted my microphone. Uh, yeah, that's exactly the way it was presented to me, too, was um, to make it appear as if you were launching attacks against me, um, to make it appear as if you were trying to take me down, take my channel down, when in fact it was this group of people that was effectively, mind you, um, uh, you know, inserting neuro-linguistic programming uh, – uh, and they do it in versions of hypnosis and all. They have many, many methods um, to get this stuff across. And it, uh, it brought out a venom inside of me that I can't explain um, uh, to make me almost I, – I wanted to gun for you. I mean, honestly, I felt like you had to be uh, taken out. You had to be removed out of the way uh, in order for me to just keep on doing what I was doing. Um, I thought there's no way I'm going to let this guy slide. You know, uh, he is attacking me. He's doing this. He's doing that. And that's what they pounded me with day after day, email after email, I am after I am. And um, these people are, are no dummies, you know, it's this kind of stuff, you know, it happens in all types of versions to all types of people. But the one thing that they would do is uh in particular is try to it would never be on the substance of what you were speaking of first off it would be oh look how much money he has or oh look what he's doing look you know people would uh 
you know, flat out tell lies. They would come to me as if they were victimized by you in some way, shape, or form. Um, and, you know, over time, this is, uh, you know, how I knew that um, all of what they were saying was false was because the way that you treated me. You know, if you were this um, incredible monster that they tried to paint you as, then, you know, after I, I make a video um, and I'm, I'm dropping your name in it and I'm basically defaming you in a, in a sense, you know, I'm defaming you in a sense. Wouldn't you have, you know, uh, you know, turn against me? Wouldn't you be uh, malicious towards me? You know, um, wouldn't you, uh, you know, not be helpful? You know, and that's the one thing throughout this entire process as I was being attacked. And, you know, you can ask Derek, man, there was times where I would call, I mean, broken down in tears. I mean, that's it was um, uh, I was attacked in such a way, man, where I literally I had PTSD for, you know, months after it was finished because the intensity of it because of the things that I was losing, they were making attempts on my life, man. And, you know, um, the thing is, you know, that Derek is revealing things that they do not want revealed. And when I say they, I'm speaking of, you know, the powers that be, um, the enemy, the, the evil ones. Um, they do not want these things revealed because these very truths are destroying the lies that hold the power structure in place, you know, through re religion is, you know, the, the number one way of control, uh, along with the political system, along with the economic system, all of these things are what is actually, um, actually perpetuating things uh, and perpetuating the form of control that they have over all of us. So you can see how, you know, um, Derek, you know, attracting all the people that he has and because it's the truth, because just like I said, you know, how many other people can say honestly that when they flipped on his channel, you know, something in their gut said, hey, this guy's telling the truth or hey, you know, I just I felt drawn to what he was saying. And that's because what you just spoke about, you know, the truth being written on your heart. So then what happens and you see a lot of these channels. Um, I'm, I'm not going to mention their name because I don't even want to give them any credit, you know, or give them any fame at all. But there's a lot of these channels that was, you know, also attacking Derek, that was also uh, trying to defame and discredit. And, you know, they were experiencing the same things as I was, uh, uh, you know, with people reaching out to them and uh, planting seeds, you know, um, I, I don't I, I try not to be super specific in the type of seeds they planted because they were lies. That's the bottom line. Everything that was uh, spoken to me about him, you know, oh, time, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And, you know, I've done plenty of research and wrestled, you know, with this for a very long time, trying to get to the root of it all trying to find out what was the truth, who was lying, who was telling the truth. And every last thing that they spoke about you was, uh, you know, an attempt to discredit you. It was an attempt to malign you. It was an attempt to defame you. And they used people, you know, like myself, I was used in this sense to help them. You know, I was essentially agent of evil to um, assist them take you down to assist them in trying to defame you 
And as a result of that, they play on your own weakness. You know, at least they did for me. They'll play Mm -hmm. on if if your motives are impure at all, you know, at all. And, you know, you speak a lot about intent and, you know, you can have the best of intentions. And I can promise you this. And I can promise this to the listeners, man. Ever since day one, I have had nothing but the purest of intentions wanting to literally, you know, make a positive change in the world and just give people a fighting chance by telling them, you know, the truth. But yes, I want to address Donna P says in the chat room, maybe do not give them the time of day. Do not give them your time or energy. Well, Donna, you're, you're correct. I mean, I only bring up anybody that is attacking me for the sake of the person where there could be a lesson applied to it because for John couldn't ignore them. They were infiltrating. Now, let me give you the gravity of the level of attacks, okay? So I can ignore them all I want. But when they go to my daughter's friends that they find my daughter on Facebook and then the friends. This is the evil of social networks, folks. My daughter's friends, my daughter's friends' parents, my Mm -hmm. family's friends and friends of friends and friends. And they will go after them and send them private messages. And I mean, they'll attack them directly. Then all of a sudden, and they'll actually use things and say, I talked to him directly. I've actually had people come to me and say, "Um, you know, I heard the things that you said about me. They showed me. And then they sent me this unbelievable things like that. I had a conversation with somebody and all of these awful things and disclosing all of this stuff to them. And it's incredible. Even one person, and I'll give you, uh, give you uh, an example. This person, um, I'm not going to say his name uh, you know, because he, he's, he's a friend of mine, but he's a professional mm-hmm. guy. He's married. He's got children, but he has a really bad extracurricular sex life <laughs> that his wife and his family yeah. is not aware of. Okay, They found yeah. out about that on him. Okay, so through whatever their investigations were, they found out about it. So somebody hacked into his system, took his emails, whatever they did, and then they sent it to him as though I had disclosed this stuff about him to them. Yep. Anything they can do to get somebody to come and attack me. So when they can't attack me, so and and then so what they're doing is they take down more than one person. And trust me, folks, there isn't anything that is going to alter. See, the wonderful part about this, I'll tell you, this is why I can ignore them. Because you've heard of my testimony. I've told everybody everything. I don't have any secrets. It's really difficult, folks, to kill a dead man, right? I've already (laughs) died to my previous life. I'm a dead guy. There isn't anything you could bring up. You could come and say to me, oh, you know, you did those awful things and you had sex with that person, you know, 20 years ago. And you, yeah. I was a slime ball, just like everybody else in the world, covering it up and hiding who I was before. Right? And they'll yeah, go, but you know, oh, well, you're involved in this business. Glory. <laughs> the glory that? of the Father. That, we spoke about that on the phone, uh, what, yesterday or the day before, how that actually, they try to use that to make you look bad, but that actually just shows how awesome the Father is when he takes a scumbag like you or like me and turns us into something more. Look, the Father doesn't, you know call, the justi- the Father doesn't call the justified. He justifies the called. Yes. 
Yeah. Right. So when he calls you, he cleans you up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when, you know, they try to take your past and uh, twist it and use it in a negative sense. Um, and these are not things that, you know, uh, Derek has ever hidden, first off, uh, at all. You know, um, I myself have tried to be an open book, and I know that you are an open book. But for me, uh, when I see that you have had a shady past, it just shows how amazing the father is and how he will turn somebody around and how he will lift them up, you know, no matter what they've done in their past. So, you know, anybody who can see the, you know, that just shows the true power of the father and shows the true power of Christ and how amazing it is. It doesn't do anything to, you know, uh, discredit it when I look at it, you know, it just really shows how awesome God is and how amazing the things he can do and how he uses the lowest of us, you know, to show his power. Well, exactly. I mean, first of all, everybody in this world, I can talk to any man. I don't care how, uh, I don't care how righteous they act like they are. I can tell you right now, I've been around a lot of people, pastors, you name it. All of them have skeletons, all of them. So everybody has things that they've done that they, that they, uh, that they don't like. And, you know, here's the thing is, is that Christ said that we testify against ourselves. And it was amazing that when I was talking about this guy that had sent me these uh, threatening emails telling me to shut down my channel and I was explaining how, um, how this works. And I mentioned that he was getting contacted by the same people that you were contacted by John right yeah I never mentioned their names one time I never said wow. one thing about it. I just said that they had lied and that they were under investigation and then this guy says Derek lied and said I'm under investigation I never said no such thing I said that they were under investigation not because I did anything but because they had tried to come after me falsely legally Yep. Thinking, oh, hey, this guy's been to prison before. I can just make an accusation against him, and they'll take him back to prison. Wrong. Um, yeah. And ultimately, yeah. they ended up being accused of the very things that they were accusing me of. And so – and they were being investigated for those very things. Well, I didn't say one name, but then after talking about this guy and saying that he was talking to these people, and I just kind of said uh, – uh, like I said, very generally, he was – you know, hearing from these people. Well, then I got visceral, nasty emails and texts from those exact people. And I was like, wow, I never even said your, na said your name. How did you so accurately identify yourself with the nastiness <laughs> that takes place? Right? I don't even have to identify yeah. you. You've identified it within yourself. And this is what we do, folks. We, we know the crimes we're guilty of. And this is precisely why, why oh. I said that you're your judge. You are the book of life. There is nothing hidden because you are your record. You're the record yep. of the things you've thought. You're the record of the things you've said. You're the record of the things that you've done. And all the damage that you've done, you've cataloged it. You might just have convinced yourself that it's gone. And this is why forgiving yourself is so critical. Mm. Right? So critical. That's what the cross is. Go to the cross. Go to the edge of the cliff, take the backpack of all of that stuff, throw it over, and repent from it, meaning don't go there again. Don't do the same things. Stop it because then you're not cataloging it anymore, and you have redeemed yourself. That's what resurrection is. That's what death 
death to yourself is, death to the world, and resurrection is. And so, and you know what? Your go ahead. Your, your spirit so, will let so, you know when you have done something too. You know. Um, oh yeah. I just want to say, instantly, I knew when I had attacked you. Uh, I mean, it was instant. I mean, I my spirit. I mean, it made me feel sick. You know, I had known that I had made a mistake, and you was, uh, you know, one of the the listeners was saying, just ignore them. You, dude, these people were were so inside of everything I had. Um, I was in legal trouble, financial trouble. My wife left me, kept my kids from me. They were in my friends. People were trying to kill me. I mean, this is this isn't just something you can ignore, and. They work on you from every possible angle, um, every opening you have, every weakness you have. And as soon as I had attacked you, I knew in my spirit that I had been deceived and that I just wanted to, you know, to make it right. <laughs> now, John, with that said, how, how was I reacting to this? Because just what you said, you knew that you had been deceived and, and how we can't ever reverse ourselves. And I was telling you, and I had sent you a text. And I was like, John, this you won't be able to stop, right? You don't, don't do this. And you thought it was a threat from me, right? So it's how you receive things. But go ahead and tell people how I reacted through this whole thing. Well, absolutely. Okay, now um, keep in mind that these, you know, I, I believe that they are uh, members of the intelligence. I also believe that they are just, you know, um, part of, you know, different cults you know, the Luciferian agenda, it all goes hand in hand first off. Um, so these people had me so twisted up, um, you know, so spun around and manipulated and so defensive, to be honest, I was, uh, you know, suspect of everyone. And they had me convinced that it was Derek doing this to me. And first off, one man is not capable of all the things that was done to me. That is an organized operation. That is not one man couldn't, you would have to just, I mean, you would have to be Satan himself to be able to do, you know, alone. Um, and you know what, as it happened, uh, and you know, Derek knew it was coming, what was happening to me by the way I was speaking to him, by the things that I was telling him, you know, and it was never a condemnation ever, not once. It was always, brother, please, please don't do this. You, you know, you, you have no idea what you're feeding into. You know, you are being manipulated. You are being set up. I love you, brother. <laughs> you know, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Begging me not to do it because um, here's the thing. When you attack someone else, you're really only attacking yourself. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. You're not, I, I might be attacking and discrediting Derek Bros, the global witness, but who took the brunt of all that? John Keane, the best damn podcast. You know what I mean? It comes back on me. These were, and you would, would even say, uh, John, you know, these are your demons. That's how they're working. They're using your demons. You know, you need to take care of, uh, you know, take care of your things and um, take care of your demons and don't allow these people to do this to you. Um, I love you, brother. Uh, and that's the one thing all the way through. Every, you know, we hadn't spoke. And if we hadn't spoke for a week or two, you would message me just to ask me how I was doing. And when he would get a response like, you know, screw you, dude. <laughs> You're destroying me. You know what I mean? And it's like, 
I love you, brother. I'm not the one doing this. And I was under, I was, I was, I was mind controlled. I was absolutely brainwashed and it was through, you know, the neuro-linguistic programming. It was through a series of texts and it was through my own demons, my own problems. And, you know, um, you know, what let me know, you know, Derek's true character. And that's the thing, man, you know, uh, your actions speak so much louder than what your words are. People can claim that you can get on this microphone and on your YouTube channel and you can say you're this or that. And nobody truly knows, you know what I mean? Nobody truly knows if mm-hmm. you're living it. But I can promise you, I can promise you that he does live it as he says he does because his actions showed that. You know, it was always, what can I do to help you? Um, you know, I, how can I how can I fix how can I help you make this better? Is there anything that I can do? And this is you know I'm I'm not even trying to pick up this guy's phone calls because for one I'm carrying so much shame after attacking him. Like I said, I instantly knew I instantly knew in my gut I knew it. It was just I can't explain it. The truth is written on our hearts, and you know I was absolutely convicted by by what I had done I felt convicted and you know um, I received nothing but love in return you know I received nothing but understanding in return and I would get messages quite often says, I still love you brother you know I still love you. and to me that you know that's that's why uh, you know um, I have such a, a special love for for Derek today and that's why we're such good friends is because you know that was the toughest time of my entire life I've never been you know ripped apart the way that I was ripped apart by those people and the only my own family everyone I known um, was against me they would they they don't just attack you they attack every single person connected to you Um, they leave no um, no door unlocked I mean, they cover all bases when they run these operations against people. When you become a targeted individual, that is exactly what happens. You are targeted in every way, shape, or form. Your job, anything you have, anything you hold dear, it's all to break you down, to traumatize you. And Because when you traumatize um, the brain, it actually breaks connections. And when you break those connections, it makes it far easier to um, make suggestions and to add programming to somebody. That's how, you know, they can mind control you so easy is through the trauma. Um, And I can say this, you know, as Derek is loving me and showing me the understanding and trying to guide me out of this as well, you know, um, I got so much advice along the way uh, from Derek on how to kind of dodge and weave a lot of the attacks. And if it probably wasn't for him, um, I don't know if I would be a, be alive right now. I mean, just honestly, because, uh, you know, they, they uh, get you to manifest, you know, um, the, the power of the mind is amazing. And the first reality is inside of your brain. And then second reality is what you project. And that's how, you know, this works. You know, they get you to project, um, you know, their, their magic onto yourself you know, uh, through predictive programming and behavioral extinction. Um, And, you know, Derek, uh, you know, showed me a lot of things in a lot of ways 
on how to protect myself and made me aware of quite a few ways that I didn't know that I was making myself more susceptible. So I don't even know if I would have, you know, um, they can't, they can't kill you per se. You know, when magic, um, we're protected by the father. Um, so the trick is the enemy gets you to, um, to give them that they'll power, get you, to get give you to them. Yourself. They'll get you yes. to kill yourself. Yeah. Yes. And you, now I, I knew, I knew, uh, John, when um, I, I've known from some of the attacks and some of the things that I've seen because people have brought these things up. And I knew that, like I said, getting into this guy's personal private life, I knew that this wasn't just uh, – that it was, that it was um, far more powerful agencies or far more powerful people that were using others also. So these people that are attacking me in videos and stuff, those are just pawns in the in the mind control game they don't even realize yeah. they're being played right so you were mm-hmm. you were being used and turned into that pawn too so think of it as that that agent smith that the agent smith video that i posted right where he jams his handy in, <laughs> into your chest and he turns you into him and just multiplies himself that's their Absolutely. agenda that's how they work and that's how it will work in your life so what the reason why folks that i'm saying this is that you because you ask me to just ignore them, but yet I watch and I see every one of your emails and I see your comments and I see the attacks by your family. Believe me, your family is not absolved from this. In fact, no. the family is spoken of as a priority to look at uh-huh. because Christ, that's why he was saying, you will first hate your family. You will hate <laughs> your mother, hate your father, hate even indeed your own children. They will come against you. The enemy has control over people's minds. We do not recognize it. And this is where I said what I was telling John the other day when we were talking privately. I said, you know, here's the thing. And I was even telling this to Jeffrey last night. I said, I see this so clearly. To me, I see two of you, right? So, John, when you're talking to me, I don't see the, I don't see the guy attacking me. I see the John that I love behind him. And so mm. it's almost like when you say, uh, Donna, earlier, when you said ignore them, I actually do. I ignore yeah. the evil guy and look right past them and look at you and talk directly to you. Mm. Right? Yeah, with passion. So, <laughs> yeah, Anton G says they called you a false prophet, but you're a teacher. Let me tell you something. The false prophets today, th- this is what's so amazing. That everybody is looking for these false teachers because, oh, hey, the false teachers, the false prophets are going to come. Mm. Um, yeah. The false prophets have been on the pulpits in, in this country and around the world <laughs> for the past 1,500 years, folks. Okay, the false prophets <laughs> have already done the damage. The deception is already here, right? Yep. So you don't have to and, – and here's the whole thing, a false prophet. It's funny. If the false prophets would uh, – if, if, if you read the scripture – it says that the false prophet and the deception would be massive, right? Yes. And yes. the truth would be small. So we're talking about a narrow gate. Um, I don't know about you folks, but I don't have, you know, a uh, 500,000-member church in Texas <laughs> or in Oklahoma. Or uh, we've got I, – I just, I just broke 30,000 people on my channel, right? 30,069 mm-hmm. as of right now. Mm-hmm. So – that's that's uh, that's not what the Bible speaks of. 
And no. let me just say this, is that nobody – there isn't anything good in this world that comes from speaking the things that I'm speaking, right? Nothing. When people go, oh, no. you're doing this for your own satisfaction, it's like, what, what satisfaction? What, to be whipped and chided and, and attacked when I go to the store because somebody will see something and somebody has you know, heard what I said and they hate me or my family attacked or – you know, and they go, oh, well, look at all the people adoring you on your channel. I was like, that's the only place where I get any nice comments. The stuff Absolutely. people don't do, people don't do their evil in the light, folks. They do it in the dark. For every email that I get of adoration, I get 50 of absolute putrid hate. Mm-hmm. I get attacked. My servers get attacked. My email gets attacked. I get viruses sent to me. I mean, by the... I mean, it's a good thing that I have this background in technology that I can defend against half of this stuff, right? I see this coming, and these people that send me these emails and think that I don't know where they live and who they are and, and about them and it's everything, it's like, come on, man, I've been doing this a long time. I know who you are. I know who you're working for. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, the funny thing is, is I'm like, I, I, I always think for a second, they'll go, you know, I'm going to tell people you're, you know, that, that you were in prison. I was like, uh, by the way, I already told people that I was in prison. And just like somebody said, just to give you the gravity of the lies, folks, of how they take things. And you've been on on here. The mere fact that they said, um, you know, that I talked about a guy as a technologist. Many of my friends have asked me to to help them with pretty severe problems. And one guy asked me to recover a hard drive of his. And on that hard drive that he asked me to recover was a bunch of kitty porn. And I gave it back to him and go, dude, get this crap away from me. I don't know what you're doing with that. And so they say – they say that I admit that I looked at kitty porn, right? Because I wow. recovered this this poor sob some some uh, 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 hard drive, and then they say that that's why I went to prison. Not even close, not even remotely close. But you see how the distortion of things. But I don't care about any of that because, dude, all of that is so in my past. The reality mm-hmm. of it is everything that I've done. The only thing I do right now, it's remarkable that that what people do buy into. So you'll experience, every one of you will experience this form. You'll understand that black magic, the spoken word, is powerful. So when somebody says, Absolutely. like if I said, right, if I said right now, okay, I could pick one name out of this, Donna. If I said, Donna, um, if I said right here and I said something that was completely untrue about, about you, right? So if people like me or, or they think that I'm, I'm a person – my words have power. If I said something about you that was untrue, there would be people that would believe it. This is why we have yep. to what? They would believe it, and that damage that was caused by that would be mine. Yep. We, 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 have, we have done all of these things, and it's just crazy how no one thinks about this. this, this uh, 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 and they don't even use their, their mind, too. You know, I had this one guy uh, – this one guy, he, I guess he didn't know that, uh, that, that I was, uh, had been in prison before, but he was acting all, all tough. And I said, you know, you are talking to a guy that, that went to prison, right? So, I'm, you know, you're not going to scare me, right? I've been on level yeah. four yards. I've watched people fill full of holes on the yard. I've had people come after me and threaten to kill me at, you know, on a weekly basis. There isn't anything you could do to, to make me fearful of you. And, no. um no. Yeah, and, and I'm never going to stop what I'm asked to do by the Father. That's the one thing is that when your conviction, when your conviction is established by him, there isn't anything you could do. I'm going to do it yeah. until 
I'm, until I'm asked to not do it or until they're given the power to stop me physically. They're going to have to kill me to stop me. And, and just as Christ said to Pilate, when Pilate said, don't you, don't you know that I have the power to free you or kill you? And he very snarkedly said back, you have no power unless it was given by the Father. <laughs> so he said, you have no power to kill me if I'm not supposed to die. You can't do it. And if I am supposed to die, well, then that was Father's choice and not you. So you're the doofus in the equation. Absolutely. And if you remember, we were, we were speaking about um, how uh, the verse where it says they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death and how the apostasy and how, you know, the modern day church now that there is going to be the great falling away is going to be because people don't understand that when Christ said to pick up and carry your cross, he was literally saying you will experience Everything that I have experienced, you will be just like me. Um, you're not going to, and that's what I cannot stand about the uh, pre-tribulation rapture, you know, that they um, have implemented into the churches through the Schofield uh, reference Bible and all that, um, because it basically teaches people that they'll escape persecution altogether, that the world will love them, and that they won't have to die for their beliefs. And, you know, um, there's been many times where I've spoken to you and I'm like, Derek, man, you know, uh, you know, this is dangerous. You know, have you, you know, you thought about stepping away and one of the things that you have really drilled into my head and, um, uh, made me understand is that, you know, um, there, there is no other way, you know, the only way to truly carry your cross is to carry it all the way. It's, you can't, you can't kind of half-ass this. You have to see it all the way through and you have to be willing to die for this. Yes, you, you really do. But, but the thing is, is that once you actually are walking in Christ, you, you don't care. Once you know these truths, you're like, if, if you kill me now and now I actually know, and my conscience is clear and, and I know who Christ is, <laughs> Well, you're not. I'm not repeating this stuff. So let's get this on. Let's get this over with. Kill me then, right? So Absolutely. You know, I, I tell you, I've got a sharpie, man. I'll, I'll draw the dotted line around my neck, right? Go ahead and take it off. The um, absolutely. Paula Jean, you become fearless. Paula Jean in the, yeah, Paula Jean in the chat room says I was supposed to go to ro- I was supposed to go uh, to do a rosary at uh, Catholic Church today, but rather would be here. So according to them, I'm going straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think about the nonsense of that, that, I mean, what kind of God is omnipotent, all powerful Mm. and is jealous and has you go and speak a rosary in a booth to some dude that's molesting children to be forgiven. Now let's, let's think about that. The guy that molested, the guy that molested the children that went in that, that somebody went and did a rosary for, are they forgiven? Right. I mean, how does the church see that? Or, or do they, oh, well, Hey, you know what? We've removed that guy from the church now, so anybody that ever um, came in for a rosary with that guy, you're going to have to come back in, right? Those weren't actually valid. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't. They, they treat the religion like a bank, too. Well, absolutely. And um, the way that they have, you know, the, the idea of, you know um, – forgiven always forgiven gives you a free pass it gives you a free pass to um to be evil to you know to um do basically whatever you want without consequence 
Yes, but but none of them actually believe it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be so concerned about me being out here deceiving Christians. Right? And that's when, you know, when I bring up to them, I go, I go, what's your concern about me deceiving the people in your church? If once saved, always saved, they're good. They can come and listen to me all day long. They're fine. Right? And by the way, if that is true, and if that is true, then why does, why does um, John in the book of Revelation warn of the deception? Okay, he was, he was warning of a deception because, number one, he was finally seeing the deception that had already taken place. Jesus himself, whoever, whatever name you're going to use to call him just for the sake of new people, Jesus himself mm-hmm. told you that the deception had already happened, which, why he, which is why he was exposing it, which is why the enemy was going to make sure that he had his blood on the altar for his sin of exposing him. Absolutely. And um, because he came in and told them, uh, your father's Satan, you're all basically worshiping Satan. And when they said, well, what is that? And then he said, the, you know, Satan is the accuser. And then he said, Moses is your accuser, telling you that Moses was part of the clan, too. Now, yes. here's again, here's John, here's a, a perfect example again of how a statement can be true in multiple different directions. The Jews okay. said that Jesus that the Jews said that Jesus was Satan. And yes. to what does Satan mean? Satan means the, the adversary. The yes. adversary. So to Lucifer, Satan is the adversary in Jesus. He's his adversary. Mm-hmm. You see how it's true the other direction as well? Both so yes. Ways. Yes, Jesus is Satan to Lucifer. Right? And Lucifer is Satan to the Father. As above, so below, that's why they say it. It is the reflection, the inflection of it. It is the inverse of everything. That's why Paul used Christ Jesus telling you point blank to your face and telling and mocking, literally mocking those that believe or think they believe, mocking them by using his name backwards. And I've asked the pastor, I said, well, why does he say Christ Jesus? And he said, oh, well, that's just, you know, a figure of speech. Hmm. Um, so he just he just writes that by accident. In the same sentence, he says, for when Jesus Christ came, we all – Jesus Christ came and spoke and gave me my gospel – my gospel, not his – and gave me my gospel. So he got his gospel from Jesus Christ, not from him, but as a result of him, that he is now in Christ Jesus. He's literally mocking you for believing him. And what makes him so suspicious is if you notice the one thing about Paul, which you mentioned in your video from him going from Saul to Paul, he's also uh, very separated um, because he wasn't a true apostle. And his writing style, it's even mentioned in the Bible how his writing style is unique compared to all the other authors of the Bible. So everything that he'd done was very intentional. Um, very intentional. And he says it, just like uh, Jeffrey was saying. He says, you know, I've gotten you by beguile. So he's basically saying, I've obtained you. I've gotten you through deception. Mm. This, is, this is what I mean. They mock everybody. They mock everybody every single time. And the Luciferians, you know, when you, when you look up the um, – you know, the experience that um, 
that those that are tortured by the Satanists and, and uh, in these uh, in these sex rings that they yeah. tie up the children and they scare them to death and tell them to call out to their Jesus. And when yeah. he does and he doesn't show up, they mock him. And that's what's going to happen on a large scale to this world, folks. Calamity is going to come upon us. Television as well. When they're showing all that stuff right in your face, The Walking Dead, we was talking about that as well. They're, yeah. they're literally yeah. mocking <laughs> They're mocking us. We are living in the world of The Walking Dead, folks. They're showing it to you right in front of your face that we are The Walking Dead. Resurrection is waking up from that. When Christ was going and he was saying, they're sleeping, he's gone to sleep. This raising from the dead, this opening the eyes of the blind, opening up, opening up the deaf ears, that, this is what this is. This is taking place right now. We live in a world where people are, are literally dead on, in their tracks. They wake up in the morning, they turn on the news, they listen about politics, they think that they have, oh, well, we're going to continue to vote him in like it has any impact. Let me just tell you something. If everybody in America secretly didn't go vote, they would still show polls of people voting. Absolutely. Even though nobody voted. There is no vote, folks, that actually makes it into the system. Anons have proven this. Time and time again, and nobody has paid attention. The voting system in this country has been rigged from day one. The bank picks the president, and it's just like the president. You know, people say, oh, the president picks the head of the Federal Reserve. No, he doesn't. He's handed a list by the Federal Reserve of four different people that he can choose from, right? It's like, hey, there's yeah. four people you can choose to run the reserve. Pick one. They're all ours, but go ahead and pick one. <laughs> Right. That that's the illusion. It's in the illusion. Itself. Yeah. It's the illusion that, oh, the president picks him. Oh, no, it's the government that says federal federal reserve. No, no. It it, it might say federal <laughs> reserve. I know it looks like the White House. I know it. I know it sits on Constitution Avenue in Washington, D.C. I know it isn't. An abo- it is an abomination in where it sits and pretend what it pretends to be. But it has private shareholders private shareholders. And you can go right to the Federal Reserve website and read it. The IRS has private shareholders. Private shareholders. The United States Post Office has private shareholders. This country is a corporation with owners, folks. It has owners, and and we are the slaves. Full stop, end of story. Yeah, and the freedom is... Is, is an illusion, and that's why it's so easy for another country like China to buy up all the debt and um, you know, just be waiting for us to collapse. That way they can come over here and collect their land and collect what you know, they have bought from us. Um, you know, and people don't read the writing on the wall, and which I think is the, the most sad thing about it all, Derek, is that people want to believe the lie. They want to accept the lie. They want the, um, you know, they, they, it's easier to not think for yourself. It's easier to not accept responsibility or live uh, with intentional awareness. And people have become 
Um, they accept that monarchy because that's all it really is now. It's, you know, the kings and queens, that never disappeared. That's still today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to uh, – I'm just asking in the chat room, and I'm also going to take some calls here and, and some questions. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, ask in the chat room uh, if anybody has any questions. I can uh, try to, to field some of those. Now, I don't have anybody uh, – the call screening process kind of uh, uh, shattered down today, so I'll have to uh, set it up. Obviously, we had technical issues, so um, so I'm going to just bring in the calls randomly. Um, right away, if you're just calling to listen in on the show, then just say that right away so we can get to the next caller, and I'll put you back on so you can listen to the show directly. But I'm going to go to, to the first caller if you have a question, area code 727-324, 727-324. You're on with John and Derek. Hello? 727-324? All right. Uh, so the next caller, area code 951-445. 951-445. You're on with John and Derek. Hello? 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 Are you, Hello? Do you have a question today? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to find out what you uh, – you guys were talking about the financial system. Like, when do you think – that it's going to, like, when when that system goes down and crashes, like, what is China going to do? Like, when they're going to come over here, like, what do you, what do you think they're actually going to do? Well, see, here's, here's the way that this is set up. Um, right now, we've got the United Nations, which occupies uh, quite a bit yeah. of acreage down there, premium real estate in, um, in New York City, right? So they're not going to move Babylon very far, just a few blocks, Um a few blocks down the street. The reality of it, of it is this, is right now the United States dollar is the backing dollar for every major currency in the world. So when they fold the United States dollar, the U.S. becomes the scapegoat. So um, this is why scripture uh, tells you that when she falls, flee from her because it won't be a good place to be because the rest of the world will collapse on the United States because um, the United States will be responsible for the economic collapse of every other country in the world. And then every other country in the world at the UN will demand that they implement a system, an economic system, where never again will one country be in command of the economic system, that one country shouldn't be able to, to be responsible. So it makes perfect sense that they will say, well, then the United Nations representing all countries – and all economic mm-hmm. systems will use the the united currency, right? So they will have a one world currency as a result of that, but not before well, I guess that's it. Abs- absolute hell. Yeah, that's the part I was talking about. Like the China, like China, when they come over here, when you just said they're going to come in to collect their debt. Well, like does that, does that mean they're going to? I mean, what would that look like? China specifically? I think they would to come their under the. I think they would come under the guise of the UN, like Derek was saying. Well, look, okay. they'll so come they're in, not gonna they're not gonna have storming troops in here trying to like take over. Oh, no question about it. Of course they will. Yeah, because okay, the United States. Yeah, I mean, when when people say, "Are we in tribulation?" We're in the beginning of it. We're in the beginning stages of this, but we haven't so seen anything yet because there's. Yeah. Pardon me. So that's the north that. You know, the enemy will come from the north. Do I have that right? Um, 
Yes and yes, but but understand that when Scripture talks about things, there are multiple truths to it. So the North would be China. The North will also be the uh, the planetary body that comes from the North. Um, also, that the yeah. the pole shift itself would come from the North. So the calamity that mm-hmm. comes on the world comes from the North. Period, and it's because all, all energy is being focused in that direction. All of it is right. So you. And, and Derek, just so, a, another thing uh, from the Bible, it talks about uh, when the the sixth vial is poured out, that from the dust of the Euphrates, it prepares a way for the kings of the east. In the literal translation, kings of the east is Russia and China. So um, biblically, it talks about that, um, you know, in in more than one more than one place. Yeah, and they already know this. Look, they're already prepared. And make no mistake about it, folks, that this is already pre-designed. See, don't look at it as, oh, well, they're an enemy and they're going to come and take over the United States. The United States is already prepared for this. Those that are in the know, they know there are sacrificial lambs in the whole thing. The United States will be sacrificed for this. And that's why politicians have played ball. Of course. That's why the major politicians play ball, because, look, they don't really care because they'll always be at the top echelon of where they're at. Their families will always be in the palaces of whatever, whatever kingdom is put into place. They don't care. They don't have anybody else's uh, interest in mind except theirs. Let me go to another caller. Nine, five. Oh, I went to nine, five, one, three, eight, six, two, nine, five. Area code three, eight, six, two, nine, five. You're on with John and much Derek. Love. Just listening. Thank you. Just listening. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. So next caller, area code 503 997. 503 997. You're on with John and Derek. Hey, This is Ray. What? Hello? The Hunt for Red October? Yeah, can, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, but I hear a whole lot of beeping as well. Sounds <laughs> like it was a dead to happen. <laughs> um, I have a question regarding family. Yes. What's your name um, first? Ray. Ray. All right. What's your question? Uh, the question is I'm not sure how to ask, but you see, I haven't seen my family since they left. And I have complete faith that I'll be put in my place by our father. Um, mm-hmm. But how how would I go about asking them to come into the truth with me? As far as I don't think we're supposed to be together. Um, you don't think your family's supposed to be with you, but yeah, you want them to house, be in the truth as well. My house is divided, and they put me in a box. Mhm. And uh, let me get out of here. So sounds like you're cooking a meal in a microwave. Yep, I'm sorry. No, I was uh, I was in a room. I'm outside now. I know. Uh, you see, I'm not sure how to ask this question. My faith is strong. And that's not the question of, as far as me talking to my, to my wife, do I ask her to come back or do I just continue on my own? 
Um, mm. Well, I don't know your circumstances individually, right? I don't know. I don't know if she wants to come back. I don't know if she's meant to come back. I, I don't know the circumstances. What I can tell you is this: is that when you are divided, um, the the point of yeah. that division by the enemy is to is to separate you. Christ promised that that would happen. Now, Christ's family yeah. obviously was divided from him too. So I can only point you to the scripture and say. Christ's family left him. Christ's family said, look, they went out to seize him because they said he's lost his mind. So they were probably about uh, out amongst the people also going, why are you listening to this guy? He's a crackhead. Listen to him. He's nuts. Right. They weren't they weren't being nice to him at first. And that's why when his family came up to him and they said, you know, his apostle said, hey, your family's here to talk to you. And he said, they're not my family. You're my family. Right. So you have a different family. It's up to them to come back. It's not up to you to ask. It's up to them to see. And so living in the demonstration of Christ, walking as a demonstration, walking as an image, walking in the feet that he walks, walking in that truth, that doesn't mean condemning them. That means loving them. Right? And the the reason why Christ wasn't talking to his family at the time is because it wasn't going to be a productive conversation. As long as they weren't willing to listen to him and just saw him as crazy, well, then he was just going to completely ignore them. But the minute, but the but after a while they would begin to see it, and I can I can just tell you this personally because this took place with me, right? My family me thought too. I had absolutely lost my noodles, and it wasn't yes, until I, I continued with, and then I begin to teach them and show them, look, and 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 and, but I would do it with them voluntarily, and oddly enough, for me that was the beautiful part about prison that they would come to see me. They would come to visit me and have six hours to visit me, and they didn't have anywhere to go for six hours. So I just sat and taught them for six hours. And then they were like, what in the world? Where is this information coming from? How do you know this? Right. John, we spoke a while back about this. Um, We're kind of in the same fractal. Well, we are in the same fractal universe of this whole getup, right? Um, Okay. This is they're hiding. They're hiding from the truth. They're hiding from. I'm not saying I have the truth. I'm not saying I know anything. But I am full yeah. of the spirit every day. Yeah. And it, it shines through me. And they don't hear it. They don't. They're hiding. Well, I can't say they because my children are just toddlers. But my 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 said wife is uh, hiding. And she's well, popping in and out of my life trying to get me to believe that she uh, is doing the right thing. But Well, let me just say this as far as what the Bible says. It says that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And what Derek said, some people could come around. But also, um, Jesus said that, uh, and this is actually, you know, um, from Luke. It says that many people were traveling with Jesus. He said to them, if you come to me. But will not leave your family. You cannot be my follower. You must love me more than your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers and sisters, even more than your own life. Whoever will not carry that cross that is given to them when they follow me cannot be my follower. So he talks about, you know, sometimes you're going to have to, you know, separate yourself from your loved ones because um, ultimately, you know, um, as the, the quickening takes place, Faced, you're going to be forced to choose a side, and um, I, and I and I hate to put it like that. Um, you're going to be forced to carry your cross and to um, 
sometimes you have to separate yourself from those that aren't in Christ. Because I'm out here, I'm the I'm like I'm out here trying to make ends meet, and I can't. So I'm I'm being led to to let it all go. I'm I'm being led to let it all go, and I, um, and that's my instinct. That's where I'm that's where I'm going. And I have no. Yeah, fear. that's you know that's and, that's how the father that's how the father operates. When he cleans you up, sometimes. You know, if if you go, well, I'm going to stay in the world a little bit. I'm going to keep one foot in the world. And this isn't for everybody, yeah. folks, right? So everybody yeah. isn't meant to leave the world entirely. But when he's calling somebody to leave the world entirely, you'll go to, you'll go to work, and, and the work, the job will tell you, oh, by the way, we have to cut your salary by 80%. They'll make it impossible for you to stay. Things like that Absolutely. that are so out of the, – the, how you know the father is at work is that the things that take place in your life will be will supersede what could possibly happen. You'll you'll think there is no way that this is actually happening to me. Right? Because it's it doesn't make reason. any sense. It's beyond reason. It's beyond it's beyond anything you can ever fathom. It's and and you don't recognize the beauty in it until you've actually no. crossed the line, given it all up, walked away from it all and said, Okay, well now I'm here I'm starving to death. I'm thirsty. I'm in the desert. I have no clothes. I've got one shoe on my foot, one sock. My underwear is dirty. Now where do you want me? Right? Yeah, right. and you know what? We were speaking about that, Derek, how, um, you know, that's what happened to me, buddy, is um, I lost, you know, my family and uh, my job. And it was very odd circumstances. I mean, just like what he was saying, completely out of the ordinary. And I was absolutely separated from everything, but I was speaking to Eric. At the moment, it was extremely painful and extremely challenging, but I wouldn't trade it for the world now because it, it allowed um, all the things that were keeping me from the Father to be removed from my life and allow my connection to be, you know, just stronger than it ever could have been before. All right. Thank you for asking the question. Absolutely. Uh, should, I, should I have any concern for the children? They are they are totally innocent in this whole matter, and you know their they minds well are being formed. Uh, no, are they well not. kept? Uh, not 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 by my standard. They're um, being well. They're not being well, encouraged about, to grow. Well, think about well, think about this. Um, they're not being encouraged to grow, but um, right now you can't save anybody unless you save yourself. So Absolutely. that's where you put things in the Father's hands. If if they're meant to be in your hands, they will be. If they're not, they won't be. I mean, I haven't. Yeah. I've seen my children. I've seen my. I love my daughters. I don't have a bad relationship with my ex-wife. I don't have a bad relationship with my daughters. Um, I love them more than anybody can even imagine. I've seen them three times in four and a half years. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know what? Uh, it's it, it's not I, I easy. Actually, I, I actually dealt with the same thing. I wasn't seeing my children when this was happening to me. But you know what? In time, the father brought my children back to me. You just got to work on yourself first and allow things to take place. And everything will fall into place exactly how it's supposed to because, you know, um, it's in the father's time, not ours. Exactly. Okay, thank you. You guys can everything. I'm... Uh... I'm on point. I'm on point as a spiritual warrior, y'all. All right. Thanks, Ray, bro. Love you much, man. I love you, too.
Love having you on board. So I'm going to go to the next caller, area code 727-324, 727-324. You're on with John and Derek. Hello? All right, I think I made it this time. Derek, you there? Yes. Derek. All right, cool. Hey, it's Billy Mann. Hey, Billy. Hey. You made it. You made it. You've been trying yeah, to get on here for a while. <laughs> well, I called once. I called once, and I suffered through all those crazy storm things you had guys had going on communications-wise. So I can tell you from the phone perspective, it was just as bad as it was from the um, on the web. So I don't know what that thing was, but it was crashing through both uh, both systems. Yeah. Well. Anyway, well, we're past um, that. It's, we got past them today so far. It looks at least it, at least it looks like it. Yeah. Cool. Everything's clear now. So, um, first of all, Derek, I just wanted to ask you on the personal side: Did you get a a, a Facebook message from me about the Hopi trip? Um, I believe I did about uh, potentially coming on the Hopi trip, right? Yeah, because I had a vehicle that I'd be willing to uh, use to facilitate it. But I can I can talk to you about that offline. I just want to remind you that I sent you that as a, you know as an offer and hope that um, you know I hope it's a good fit. But um, anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about is I don't know if this is a revelation or what. You know, I was. Uh, I've always been challenged through my career, my um, my relationship with with God, and as a Christian growing up in the Roman Catholic Church, with the whole issue about communion and the Holy Eucharist, and you know, I could use my Irish accent, but I won't do that. Um, <laughs> and um, you know. I had what I think is a revelation because it really fits in with some of the truths that you've shared over the recent several weeks. And the words, the word, you know, blood sacrifice and asking the question, would our, you know, do I want to worship a God who's attached to blood sacrifice? And so if I'm, if I was Jesus sitting down at the last supper and I wanted to make a statement about what's important, and I and I yep. offered up bread and wine, which have nothing to do with living animals, and say this is my body and this is my blood, and you can't come back at me on that because it's got nothing to do with blood sacrifice, because it's abhorrent to God the Father to have to suffer through the the, the focus that's uh, been put on you know his son. Uh huh. Um, See now you're getting now you're getting it now now you're getting it. See that is a revelation, because as you as you begin to read Christ's intentions and you begin to see, just as John said, it's in the actions that define the person, right? What you how you yeah. react to things is what makes character, not what you say, but how you act. So um, listen to what he said. He said, this is my body and this is my blood, just like you said. So he wasn't saying to drink blood, real blood. He wasn't talking about a blood sacrifice. He was showing you a way to have communion with the sacrifice. Derek, 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 Derek. It's the exact inverse of what they do at the Mass. Think of the exact inverse of the attempt of the Mass, and that's the truth. Yes. (laughs) 
you're you're okay. see you're seeing all of this. This is the awakening that I'm talking about. As you begin to see these things, you recognize that first of all, every single time you have one of these revelations about Christ, you're like, this is one of the most badass dudes I've ever seen or heard <laughs> of in my life. Exactly. Absolutely, because exactly. he came in, he came in doing exactly what he said. Then when he says, then all of a sudden you read the scripture that says, for I came to cast fire in the earth and wood that it were already kindled. Just to put that in terms of today, he says, I came to burn this place down and damn it, people, you haven't kindled it yet. Yeah. Can you imagine sitting down to some really good wine and really good bread and saying, hey, let's, let's commemorate and I'm going to say Jesus because that's the Copy human that. piece. That's yeah. the human piece. And we're participating as fellow human beings, but in the spirit of God the Father. And the blood sacrifice is gone from that picture. It's gone. It's over. That's the enemy. That is Satan. That is Lucifer. That is the demonic aspect. That's why I say it. Anybody that continues to honor blood sacrifice, anybody that wants to place the Father in a place where the Father needs you to kill a creature that he created and sprinkle his blood on top of an altar yeah. for the forgiveness of sins, doesn't understand the absolute demented element that is within that. Once you recognize yeah. how sick that is, it's like, wait a minute, this God that you worship is ill, people. God doesn't need your blood. <laughs> He created you. Yeah, he created everything. Why does he need to be jealous? Who could possibly what? Who could possibly be badass enough that he would be jealous of him? No, I mean think yeah. about that. Jealousy is that somebody can challenge you, right? Jealousy is well, that somebody can, talk, somebody can threaten you, threaten your position, right? You're hey that guy there. I'm jealous of him because he could threaten my position with my wife. Who can threaten the father's position? If the father stops humming, everything ceases to exist. Exactly. There isn't anything I mean, that can threaten his position. There isn't anything that he needs, only, and that's you know, exactly through 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 all the revelations, Derek, over the past for me. Okay, I'm going to go nine months on the outside as to when stuff started to come together for me, and it's been a process ever since then. But the thing that still that I am still absolutely in awe of is. God the Father. I mean, because that to me is that that is beyond uh, beyond all this. And Absolutely. To know that to know that we're connected individually and in a sovereign way, and to have that relationship going forward, and then to reach out to our fellow uh, our fellows in Christ in that capacity is. Is is just incredible, and it's um, the future is going to be unbelievable. So, uh, listen, I'll let you guys go because I know you want to speak to other people. But Derek, just a reminder about that the message that I sent you on the trip, and that I have a vehicle I could, you know, put up and all that. Anyway, God gotcha. bless you I guys. Love you. When, when, God bless you, man. And, and uh, the more I know about it, uh, when I when I know precisely what's going to go on and how it uh, how it will go down, um, you know, uh, uh, I'll let everybody know. I've got to get past okay. you know people thinking people thinking that we're out soliciting money because it's not about soliciting right. money it's about we're trying I to know. fund an adventure here and uh, uh I, and an out I got you. and an out 
yeah, so it's I got to deal with all of that very delicately. Derek and I, and I want to. Well, you know, I, I'll 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 send you a follow up thing on um, the same way I sent the last one, Derek, and hopefully we can just communicate about it. And I, I'll I'll fully respect whatever direction you want to go because uh, you know it's your um, you know it's your vision. But I well, I it, um it, I it, thank, isn't, it isn't mine. I thank, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but it, from my perspective, it's um. Like there wouldn't be anywhere that I else that I would want to be, you know, as far as where where, where this where everything is going. And um, again, I thank you for your time, and uh, I'm here if you need me, man. Love you, Billy. All right, all righty, guys. A- awesome, thanks, man. I just love that. See now, folks, th- this is what I have always been waiting for. When you begin bringing me the revelation, so everybody keeps asking me questions. And mm-hmm. I'll do a video, and I'll reveal something new, and I'll reveal a new piece, and I'll reveal a new piece. I know that you're there when you begin revealing the things that you've seen to me that I know, the things that I've already seen. I could, and, and the thing is that there are certain things that I speak the things that I'm told to speak, and sometimes I'm not told to speak some things because it's somebody else's to say. It's not for me to say. So when you come and you have a revelation, like he has that revelation, he's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's startling (laughs) to you that you can finally see it. It's mind-blowing, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So let me – we've only got 21 minutes left on the show, so let me uh, try to – we had so many of the the gremlins eat up, uh, you know, the time of our show. So uh, let me go down here to area code 262. Five five one two six two five five one. You're on with John and Derek. Hi, John and Derek. Can you hear me? Okay. Barely. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Um, is this better? Yeah. You, Hello? you sound like you got. You sound like you got a pretty bad case of laryngitis. Well, I do actually. I'm not well, so um. Please bear with me. If you can't hear me, let me know, because this is very important. My name is Mary. Uh, My name is Mary, and I've been a follower of yours for a long time. And um, it's very important that uh, I talk to you. I, um, I have been a targeted individual for a long, long time. Mm. And there, and the reason that I need to speak with you is because how you perceive scripture, and that you know it very, very well. Um, there have been things that have happened to me all my life that I cannot even begin to fathom that have happened to me, but they have. And um, I'm going to give you some, for instances, how deep this goes. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a dowser that I found out by accident. Um, I dream things that manifest. And I'll give you some instances so you know how bad this is. Um, I'm christened um, and 
give on a birth name, Mary Magdalene. I, uh, I've known people and have had people in my life that normal people don't normally have. Um, and okay, now I'm going to give you some examples. I, I've dreamed, um, things where I've not barely been able to pull myself out of these dreams. For instance, I dreamt that I saw death and its eyes were black. And the very next day I was driving in a highway where a lady with sunglasses was driving in head on traffic in the other lane. And she, um, she was in the left lane. And, uh, this was when I was working in Ohio and she was keeping up with me and taunting me. And then she pulled the wheel and crashed into all the people and cars went flying everywhere. That's one. My, um, ex-husband's uncle worked for Lucent Technologies on, uh, uh, fiber optics and photon switch. I walked up to him one day and just blurted out to him that paranormal is going to prove, um, uh, quantum mechanics is going to prove the paranormal and religion. And his uh, jaw dropped. He was a very, very well-known um Actually, he built the solid, he came up with the solid state chip. Um, uh, I, I drank some water uh, that was given to me by my godparents. And it was from Fatima, and this was in 1992. I went on C-SPAN, and I talked before a think tank went on. And I had said um, that there was going to be a new world order. And actually it was for the prevention of a Holocaust in the Middle East during the first Iraq war. And the very next day, President George H.W. Bush was talking about a new world order. Um, there's countless coincidences I've been, I've been, um, literally raped by people because of my name. Um, and they were very, very well-to-do Jewish business people. And I'm not bashing anyone because I learned later in life that I'm actually of a very old Ratzlein Serbian Jewish family. I was, um, and I see things in pictures because I produce music. I've been in the music industry for a while. Um, and uh, I, I knew that there was going to be an earthquake and a volcano. And I kept posting on your old website. For some reason, I couldn't get it out of my mind. This guy from Hawaii, 
longitude and latitude. The latitude was 19 degrees, and that I was dancing on a volcano, which is a genesis. And these kinds of things, these are just the small things. And, you know, I'm in a, I, my husband is uh, uh, somebody who went to private Catholic school. And, you know, he shouts me down quite a bit. And I no longer say anything to him because he tends to get violent. And um, this is so perplexing to me because I see things. And I, I, you know, I, there was a guy that jumped into the lake in Lake Michigan. And the news was there, and the Coast Guard was there, and they were trying to find him, and it was a big problem because they lost me and passed away. And I went and I told them, I said, listen, I said, he's in the harbor, and he's drifting towards the lake, and they wouldn't believe me. So I went to the sheriff's office, and they wouldn't believe me. They said, yeah, you know, okay, that's fine. And, and that's where they found him. About a week later, well, he was hooked on his career. For people to to believe that if they're not in tune with those kind of things, and right. um, the father talks about pouring out his spirit um, in the last days, um, causing you know um, old men to dream dreams, young men to have visions, and he speaks I'm about not a man. man. I'm a woman. So <laughs> I, I understand that, but it's just talking about man in general. It means both men and women. It's just the words right. that are used. Mankind. But it, it talks about people. Ha- yes, exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying you're a man. I apologize. But I mean, I'm no, thinking no, of how, how this this is, um, you know, this is the spirit that is manifesting, you know, um, within you. But another thing we have to be careful of as well is when we have these dreams and we have these visions, you know, we have to make sure that they are, you know, they're coming from the right place. That they are all the enemy can give you dreams as well to try to lead you in a specific uh, direction or try to, um, you know, to uh, cause things to happen as well. Um, So it it doesn't mean that that's what's happened to you in particular, but it, you know, we have to be careful when we're having these dreams, especially uh, prophecy. Usually, you know, there's, um, you know, there's, there's a certain way to go about it to make sure that the dreams are prophetical and to make sure that they're coming from the fire and to make sure that they're coming from the right place. But you're going to find that a lot of people, I've experienced dreams, um, you know, and visions a few times in my life as well. Um, but I, I think one of the things you're going to you're going to run into is that people have a hard time accepting that, especially if they're not in tune with those kind of things. Um, isn't that right, Derek? No, absolutely. Look, you're going to have to come to terms. You know, you have, Mary, you have these things that you see. There are many, many people that see things and you have to just be comfortable. You do what you do. You, don't stress about those things. Go through these. You speak as you can speak. You point as you can point, and you you move as guided. But but don't get upset if somebody doesn't hear you. Don't get upset. I mean, if I got upset that people didn't hear me, I would. I, you know, I, I've had a hundred a hundred and sixty five thousand people subscribe to my channel, but yet I only have thirty thousand subscribers because they don't like what they're going to hear. So I could get upset at that. That's people not listening. You you talk to the yeah. people that you can talk to that that people will hear, and um, uh, and they'll hear as they'll hear it. And 
you you put things in the Father's hands. You can't do it any other way because you you yeah. can't control somebody else. We are all sovereign in the Father. You can't control them. You can only do what you're asked to do. If you're asked to go and speak something, speak it. If you've seen it, go and speak it as you've as you've been led to. But you can't do anything else about that. Mary, um, uh, are you said that you're not well? Um, what uh, what is going on in your life that's not well? Are you ill right now? Hello. I oh, I think we've lost Mary. Mary, hello. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Mary, thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling us. Um, so we'll go to uh, we've only got 11 minutes so let me go to the next caller and i believe this is going to be anton anton you are on with john and derek hey derek hi john how's it going how are you you hear me how you doing anton yes i can hear you fine i'm good i'm just chilling reading ksc on my birthday (laughs) oh nice well happy birthday brother thank you thank you okay so i have a question about um the flood that happened or supposedly happened during uh, Noah's time, if that's okay. Sure. David. So is it, is it correct to say that the purpose of the flood is BS, considering that here we are thousands of years later, wickedness is still in this world and that it never got wiped out in the, in the first place? Try to make well, sense that's of exactly, it. Yeah, well, see, that's that's precisely why – um, you know, look, the the uh, the Torah and the books of the Bible plagiarize the Sumerian text, period. Mm-hmm. So right. when, you read the, when, when you read the, when you read the Sumerian text, they speak of the deluge. Um, and, right. and keep in mind that there hasn't been just one deluge. OK, right. there are stories of deluges at different times in different ages throughout every single continent on this earth with different people. And there are also different lands where we still to this day have record that there was an, an Atlantean land, right? So where, Atlant, where the Atlantic Ocean is today, that was above water. And where the Pacific yeah. Ocean is today, that was also above water. That's why it's called the Pan-Pacific. And that's why you still have remnants of animals and remnants of things. Peter Pan was precisely an image because the people from Pan were very much hobbit-like people. They were craftsmen. Right. They were little. They were considered tiny. They were under three feet tall. They had large feet. They had hairy feet, right? So also remnants, you think of the remnants in Asia of what from Pan? Hmm, let me see. Uh, what else can we call Pan? I don't know. How about a panda bear? Everything on Pan, when you read the ancient history of Pan, is a ancient history of the most peaceful people and a land where all the animals were peaceful and all of them were vegetarians. Everything on on Pan was a vegetarian. So when you've got this big old panda bear that is the sweetest cuddly thing and only eats green leaves, it kind of reflects that it's it's evidence that there actually was that place. So right. with that said, that's where that's where the the true history of this world has been manipulated and used by the enemy, which still is established today in all the Abrahamic religions, any derivative of it where they have this over, where they can say this God caused this. And when you get into these texts, that's how you recognize that the God of Enlil is the one that said, we will not tell mankind of this uh, imminent doom of this deluge, which came as a result, according to the Sumerian text, of the Antarctic ice shelf slipping off. So you have – think about this. You've got um, seven and a half mile 
thick ice that is on top of the the actual land continent of Antarctica. And that right. entire continent, due to the proximity of what we have right now and the pole shift, that entire continent, that entire ice shelf was thrust into the ocean, causing a massive tidal wave, a deluge that flooded the entire Earth, that flooded the land. Now, that's one version of the deluge. You also have another version of the deluge, which was an impact of a of a, a um, celestial object that is precisely where the Gulf of Mexico is today. If you look at the Gulf of Mexico, you'll see that it is actually a crater. On the inverse yeah. side of the planet, there is a push-out version. So you can see that it pushed it out and that we have that impactor is still in the center of our Earth, which is a which is a star form, which is why we have a hot core of our Earth. It's still impacting our Earth, and the molten drop that came as a result of that is what is our moon today. So these things, all of that is, those are true histories from a geological standpoint. Who did what? Who warned who? The story that the Bible is and the Abrahamic religions that they pushed forward is all about to establish the power of their God. And right. so you have a God even taking credit. So Enlil didn't uh, Enlil, according to the Sumerian, Sumerian text, he didn't inform man of this deluge, and he didn't cause the calamity either. The celestial right. object in the proximity of Nibiru caused it, but he didn't cause it. But yet he'll certainly take credit for it, so he, people will be terrified of him. Exactly. Exactly. Like long explanation but, to to the question. So sorry about that. No, 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 no. It, it's it's it, no. It makes perfect sense, and, and I like completely agree with you. And what also what also doesn't make sense to me is how it says that God felt sorry in His heart for creating men because there was violence and corruption. In other words, which doesn't make any sense to me because if God is an all-knowing God, well, He should have He should have saw this coming, right? Yeah, God's all-knowing. He should have saw this coming exactly. And um, and the the other thing is is it doesn't jibe with this God that is all knowing and all loving and all merciful and all forgiving, right? That he says, um, and Not here's the amazing part about, and think about this in scripture where it says, where it says, I will blot out man for whom I have created and every creeping and crawly thing and everything that walks and breathes. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know what the insects did to you, dude, but um, what, what are you talking about that? So mankind is all but evil. And so as a result of mankind, you're so pissed off that you want to kill the insects too. And, oh, by the way, the deer and the antelope and whatever else there is. Right. Yep. So you, you, there are two, two speaking there. Oh, and then, and then here's the bipolar element of that. So he says, I will blot out everything and kill all things that live, eat, breathe, walk, and creep and crawl. And then in the very next breath, he says, but I found favor in Noah. Right. Like, seriously, it's like uh, you found favor in Noah. And by the way, and people will say, well, the deluge was intended to purify the earth of the blood of the fallen. Well, then how come we still have the blood of the fallen today, folks? I mean, you can't reconcile any of these stupid understandings of this thing. You have to make excuses for lies. You have to make excuses for things that are false. You have to continuously prop up things that are false. Truth doesn't need any propping up. You could draw a right. straight line no. from the truth to the next truth to the next truth. It doesn't need any propping up whatsoever. This world yep. is so full established lies to continually prop up the original lie. And the original lie is staggering. And by the time I actually get to 
disclosing the real reality of the creation of who we are and all of this stuff. By the time we get there, everybody will have a solid understanding of everything else that was laid on top. And, and you really positively – and people say, well, why can't you just tell us? Because you positively – I promise you that these things are given and to be spoken at a very specific time. You cannot come to terms with them until you've actually undone the layers of that onion. I can't show you the core of the onion until those layers have been removed. You can't. You won't right. believe it. Absolutely not. No, it's a process. Yeah, this is a process, and we're doing it as fast as we possibly can. Believe me. This is where I rely on the Father. I go, Lord, you're going you're gonna to tell me as I'm supposed to say it because, you know, and the funny thing is, is sometimes I'll want to say something, and immediately it's like mm-hmm. he jams the words right back in my throat. He's like, ah, 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 ah. not yet. <laughs> Thanks, Anton. I really appreciate that. We're gonna we'll get you we'll get you on more. I've got uh, one question that I wanted to address. I'll leave you on until we've got we've only got two minutes and thirty seconds left. But somebody wanted to ask me what I thought about baptism. Um, Because uh, baptism, I have a a different understanding as to what it is. Uh, Baptism is first of all, it is a we have to do things sometimes in the physical to understand them in the spiritual. So to yeah. completely submerge yourself is there's two 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 components to it. You're submerging yourself in the spirit. So in order to help you understand to close yourself off to the world, to enter a different world. If you go into the ocean and you go scuba diving, you recognize right away that if the whales could actually speak, they are far more intelligent we than we are. They have a brain that is the size of a VW bug car and they use all of it. Okay, so um, they, if they had hands and they had a voice, um, they also can communicate with each other, one in the North Pole and one in the South Pole. So as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot more to them than we know. This, yeah. is, most likely, this is most likely their planet, and it's a different world under there. So in order for you to be separated from this world and separated from the air, which is run and operated and owned by the enemy, that moment under the water allows you to connect if you're in the spirit. So there is an impact to it that you can for that quiet, quick moment, if you're in the spirit and you are focused on what it is, it will have an impact on you, but it also is symbolic for what you need to have happen with you with 100% in the spirit. And we have 60 seconds left. So I wanted to answer that question. And um, so I do believe that there is a benefit to baptism, but not in the way that the church is going to tell you. And water also is a universal element for connecting the the, the dimensions and uh, things of that nature as well. So that's why I think that they use that as well. It's supposed to connect the different planes of existence. Yes, well, the, the your body is um, – the vast majority of your body is water. The vast majority of the yeah. earth is water. And just as a an example of the massive lies that we're told that there's water shortages – the same amount of water that was present <laughs> present on Earth 200,000 years ago is the exact same amount of water that is present today. It cannot leave a closed. We live in a closed system, folks. All the water that was here 200,000 years ago is present today. We got five seconds. I love you, you very Jay. much, everybody. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you, Anton. Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody in the Thank chat you. room. We love you all.